All right, lads, welcome back to me podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy. Mick, Thomas here, how are you? How are you getting on? This is the first episode where I'm coming to you from the new studio. Uh, not much of a studio, really. It is just kind of uh, new back. I'm going to put stuff up in, in that later on. And I got lights and stuff. and So I still have to kind of figure it out a little bit. But now you get to see uh, my ugly mug as I do as I do this. So when I bring guests on now, you'll be able to see them more. I'll be able to do split screens if I'm doing them through Zoom. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about it, though, because I still have regular people listening over on the on Anchor. Uh, so I'm, on, I'm still on Spotify, still on iTunes. Um, so if you like to listen to it in the car, on the treadmill, when you're making love, <laughs> you can do it all there. One of the reasons I want to do, people say, why did I want to go uh, visual? Uh, because I guess everyone's going visual now and I did like to bring on uh, guests and I want people to be able to see them, to see the interaction. And also it's a comedy show and I don't want to say something as a joke and then because there's no facial expression whatsoever, it is just taken out of context, right? So if I say something like, and I think I spoke this week on uh, Tom Murphy's podcast. If I say something like, um, like, oh yeah, Hitler, he was a great person. So if I say, yeah, Hitler... He was a great person, right? And I'm putting the sarcastic frown or, or whatever. Then I don't want people just to take the audio and just go, uh, did you hear that? McThomas loves Hitler. Big Hitler fan him. So, uh, but if you want to get, and, and the, the, the visual one will go up a lot earlier on my YouTube channel. So you want to subscribe over there to McThomas Comedy. Feel free to jump in and do that, but uh, but if you don't want it, then everything stays the same for the rest of you thousands of people who like to watch it um, or listen to it as is. It's fine over there. So I'm not going to dwell too much on the new technology and the new setup, just in case there's people just on a treadmill listening to this, going "shut the fuck up and move on." So how are you doing now that I've done talking about me and this this whole new thing? How are you doing out there? Um, this week is weird. I got the, the decorations up, Christmas decorations up now, right? It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's the season. Uh, I did put my decorations up. It's nice. It's not, it's not too much. It's not, it, my neighbor, my neighbor too much across the street, way, way too much. His house looks like fucking Vegas. I'm not, you know, those arseholes that are tight. You know the type of house that you drive to? You hear about it. Oh, have you seen the house over on fucking Elm Street, whatever, pick a street? Uh, they have this house and you go over and it's synced up to music and, and all that shit. Yeah, my neighbor did that this week and he hasn't he hasn't figured it out yet. He hasn't figured out the setup. So it's like it's synced to music, right? It's over the top, right? It's like, banana, banana, banana. This neon baby Jesus just pops out of a vagina. So that's what I'm living next door to. I uh, I put mine up nice and, you know, I don't know where you are. You know, it, it, it's the holidays. So I don't know what my Jewish friends put up. You just, you just have a menorah, right? You just put up the one thing with the stars on it. That's what you do. That's fine. That's okay. Um, mine is just, you know, fucking Christmasy. And I'm just driving around, having a great time. Listen to my son. Listen to Christmas songs. I um, we we went to this place. Uh, th- we're, so I'm driving along in the car, trying to get listen to Christmas music for him, and uh, trying to cheer him up. And we were listening to uh, what song came on that he was 
we're listening to Christmas songs. Doesn't matter. But we're going. He's going to give blood. Not give blood, as in to donate. Because those guys are fucking arseholes, right? Do you ever donate blood? Especially here on Long Island. If you donate blood here on Long Island, right? They they take your blood and your information. And they are worse than a bank. Like, you're doing them a favor. It's not like I go, I took out a mortgage, right? And you gave me a house because of the mortgage. And if I don't pay that mortgage, you're going to call up. If I took out a car loan and I don't pay the car loan, you're going to come get... I gave you blood, arseholes. I, I've been given blood just twice. My daughter made me do it. Never again. Don't drink for your kids. That's what I'm trying to say. So I did this thing for my kids, for, for my daughter. And I gave blood. And now they won't stop fucking calling. Like, I owe them blood, right? Like, hey, remember that blood you borrowed? We need more blood. So, here's what it, they call you. They change their numbers. You can block them. They, my phone doesn't even recognize them as spam anymore. So, I get on the phone, and I and, and they, when they call me, I pick up, and I go, hello. I go, look, I just got a tattoo done, which I didn't get a tattoo just done. Um, I, go, I just got a tattoo done. So, uh, and I think in the state of New York, where I live, in the state of New York, you can't give blood, I think, up to a year after. I could be wrong. Six months to a year, but I, I'm pretty sure it is a year. You can't give blood um, after getting a tattoo. I don't know. I think the blood is it poisoned. I don't know. Or maybe maybe the tattoo comes out on the person. They're like, Ugh, he's got a barbed wire thing. Ugh. But uh, so I get the, um, I tell them, nope. No problem. So like, we'll take you off the list, sir. And we'll call you back next year. So that's fucking fine. Uh, they give me... Two weeks later, the phone rings again. I go like, all right, I'll answer this one. I don't know who it is. Looking for more blood. Looking for more blood. And I go, listen, I told them about the tattoo. And they go, very sorry. Take you off the list. No problem. Two and a half weeks go by. Same again. Same phone call. Different number. Different number. Imagine being like, we're good Samaritans, but we're also fucking sneaky. Different number. They call me, we need blood. So now I'm stepping it up, right? Now I go, look, I just had a wild weekend. A very wild weekend with some very questionable people. Do you know what I mean? Unprotected sex. Needles. Just, you best burn me off that list. No problem, to say. Just like that, no problem. Still getting calls for it. Still getting calls. My point is, don't, don't do it. Just don't give blood. It's not, it's not worth it. Like, I know you might think like, oh, well, you're helping people. Probably, maybe you are, right? Maybe you're helping people. But uh, it's not, it's not fucking worth it. It really, it really isn't. So I, um, I drive him over. Uh, he's given, again, he, for the doctor. It's not like he needs, uh, it's not like he needs to, the doctor needs a blood sample. What the fuck are you talking about? Jesus Christ, mate. Get to the point. So we go in. He's only a little fella, 10 years old. Um, so we go in and we, me and him sitting there and the woman's like, I need a urine sample. Go into the bathroom with him. They don't give the little, they don't give the little cup, the little test tube. They give him a cup and then pour that into the test tube. So I go help him with that. And... Um, so from there, we're going to give blood. He's very nervous, very nervous. I don't think he remembers ever having to give blood before. He's got shots, which is not the same. So he goes in and uh, he, go, he, the woman, uh, here's, here's the point I'm trying to make. Here's the point I'm trying to make. The woman who's taking the blood 
is is Russian, like from Russia. And I know people from Russia. I got some good friends from Russia. Uh, that's the comedian's way, by the way. It's like, I'm about to insult Russian people. <laughs> Again, that's the comedian trick, right? Uh, so I'm out with my black friends the other day. Like, all right, seatbelt. Here comes black joke. Um, but I do have friends from, from Russia. So, but the weird thing I here's what I notice about about uh, with, with, with Russian with a Russian accent. I have an accent, hard to tell, right? I have an accent. Um, you might go. Uh, some people I like your accent, right? Some some girls might say, "Oh, that's a nice accent." Some fellas go, "It sounds cool." Uh, most people are like don't give a shit, don't care for it. I prefer the British accent. Some of them say it's insulting, whatever. So anyway, they uh, so the so. The, here's what I know about the Russian accent. It is, it's not, it, it's, it's not, there's no bedside manner. Wait, like, do you know what I mean? Like there's certain accents go with, with certain things, right? Like, like Irish people are great storytellers. So we, we have a, uh, we have a good accent for storytelling. You know, you might want to listen to a long story from, from an Irish man. Um, English people are good at criticizing you. If they have a British accent. Germans, Right, if you're learning about missile, not missiles, but like rockets and that kind of spaceships, you might want to bring a German in for form. Talking about formulas and stuff like that, right? You might want to bring a German in on board. Uh, the French love making, right? If you're gonna make love to a French person, I don't know. Uh, you might want to, you might want to, you know, invite a French person over. But there's so many different like different accents that you feel comfortable with in the right situation. Russians have a weird accent to the point where it's like, there's two things that they don't really do well. Uh, and number one is bedside manner. The bedside manner is definitely not, not a thing for, for Russians. I'm not saying they can't do the job. Of course they can do the job, but I'm just saying that accent doesn't create a good, it doesn't create a relaxing atmosphere. I'm about to go get it. So my son was like, he, he, he walked in and he goes, is it going to hurt? Little fella crying nearly. Is it going to hurt? And the woman goes, no, it is not going to hurt. It's like, uh, have you ever been bitten by 10 mosquitoes? Well, it's just like that. <laughs> what the fuck? It's just like, like, who says that? Have you ever been bitten by 10 mosquitoes at once? Have you ever been bitten by 10 mosquitoes at once? Well, it's just like that. It's not comforting. You might as well say that. Because like, eh, like, Russian people are tough people. They from, come from a much harder life probably than you and I. Or wherever you're listening to this podcast, I know some people listen to it from different parts of the world, but they just have a tougher fucking life. They have a tougher exterior, right? And my soldiers are like, it's like when you forget to do your homework and your father puts cigarette on your neck. It's just like that. It's just like that. It's like, oh my god, did you ever? Did you? Did you ever? Uh, you know. <laughs> When you do something wrong in school and your teacher, he puts a hollow pipe up your ass and then he feeds a barbed wire up the hollow pipe and then slowly slides the hollow pipe back, only exposing the barbed wire and then he just rips the barbed wire. It's just like, right, I went too far there, right? I understand. Two examples were fine to just let them know that Russians were hard, right? Two, two of them were fine. But uh, yeah, the, so the, like you just think the, the Russians they don't have that bedside manner that kind of people look for, you know, when you're... When, when you're uh, when you need to be comforted, I just don't think a Russian is a, is the right person for for the job. Same like when you go to like go to a strip club and there's a Russian there. Haven't been in a long time, obviously with COVID. But I, you know, you go and it's it's, it's like but, but there's something to the type of attraction of a Russian person, right? They're sharp. Everything's just sharp and symmetrical, and they're they're like they're just great looking people, like right? But they're just like you know what I mean. But when 
when you're like at a strip club, they're not. There's like they're just not flirting. Like again, I don't. I used to go with a, with a with a very uh, with a comedian, bit of a celebrity. Won't mention his name, obviously. But he would. I would go with him after a show. He would come on. We go because he likes to get something done with strip. Too much information. So I go, I go to the the strip club with him, and just like the like sometimes like the American girls will come up to you and they'll, they'll try flirt with you a little bit, and they'll you know put a savoy where you're from. You know? But the Russians like, yeah, hey, I want the money. I will dance on you. I will grind on you until fire has started. Yes, give me money. Yes, quickly, hurry up. I must leave in van. So uh, yeah. So again, not offensive to Russians. It's not offensive at all. It's just find where where could we put Russians? I think um, definitely fighters. Definitely fighters. We've learned that from Rocky Four. I must break you. Perfect. Per- fits in great. Very afraid to fight Russians. They're they're tough. That's where that's where they belong. That's the point I'm trying to make. So, um, anyway, what else? I got a chance to go to get on stage this week a little bit. I went down to Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant, um, New Jersey. Uh, normally I headline, but I just kind of said, look, I just this with all this shit going on. Um, I don't mind jumping up on stage for like 20 minutes as an opener. You don't make much money from it because it's opening money. And by the time I drive back and forth to uh, Point Pleasant, New Jersey, you paid for gas and tolls. And then now fucking the Verrazano Bridge. And if you've ever taken the Verrazano Bridge, they used to charge only one way. And that was going into Staten Island, uh, Staten Island from Staten Island to Jersey. Now they charge both ways, the pricks. Yeah, so now when you get into... Uh, when you're coming back, like I, I understand you shouldn't have to pay to leave Staten Island. That should just be like because Staten Island, shout out to everyone from Staten Island, but is a bit of a shithole. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, loved Staten Island. I used to love when I when I went there. Uh, that's me being a president again. I love Staten Island. Beautiful place. Very very nice people. The best place I've ever been. People say that nice people before you shit on it. So I go, uh, I, I got to knock on Vinny's and I got a chance to talk to Jackie. I'm sitting, we had a great con- Here's what I didn't know. There's a lot of people out there now, which has always been, uh, I never understood the Uber Eats or the DoorDash deal. I was on Anthony Dinaminico's podcast, the WW Bro podcast last week. I don't know if you ever heard it. It's a fun, it's nice to kind of not be in charge of an interview. And he was telling me that, I didn't know if he said it off air or on air, but some people messaged me. So they got, you know, some shout out to Anthony and his fans. Thanks for coming over to Cheaper Than Therapy. And what they said was, is like Anthony said, it, and I didn't know if he said it off air or on air, but I guess he said it on air. And someone said that he, people are door dashing and he said someone sent him a Red Bull. He had to go pick up a Red Bull and bring it to their that person's house. Like, are we, are we that... Are we that fucking lazy now that we can't go get? A, ironically, a Red Bull is supposed to be for energy. Like, there's definitely some irony there. There's definitely some sort of irony there. Like, I need energy, but I don't have energy to get energy. There's a fuck. It's something wrong there. But I'm talking to Jackie, who's one of the managers of Uncle Vinny's, and I'm talking to John, who's the chef out there. Um, and we're sitting around. You know, I got there very early before the show starts, and we're talking about the door dashes. And and John would do that. John would sometimes to get extra cash uh, when COVID hit, because the club wasn't open as much. John would get and he'd go out and he would door dash. So I I was new because I would go to places like like Chipotle, and I would go to places like I would go to Subway or whatever. 
My son likes the sandwich. What the fuck am I explaining to you for? I like Subway. Fuck off. I like Subway, all right? And uh, so I go I go to Subway and like there's shelves with food stacked up on them. And then people will walk in uh, and then just pick up stuff off the shelf and walk and fucking walk out. And I'm like, wait, what, who is that? Did, you, did they just order online or did they... Like, did they order online ahead of time and just go pick it up? But nobody checks. Nobody reach, Nobody goes, hey, sir, excuse me, can I check your order? So I was like, if I was homeless guy, I would just go to fucking DoorDash. I would not even, do, I would just go to Chipotle, go to Subway, because I have these shelves of food. And you just go, pretend to look at the thing. Yeah, that looks like fine. That looks like mine. And you just fucking leave and go potluck, right? Whatever, whatever is there, you'll just fucking take it. It's insane. So, um... I'm just talking about, you know, you know, okay, I get the food thing, right? I get, go get me my food. I'm nine months pregnant or I just had surgery. Go get me the food. And we got talking about that, about what type of people are getting stuff. So apparently it's not even about food. You can go, like I heard, he told me one story of he went, he got a message, go to Walgreens, which is like a pharmacy for those of you not in the country of America. Go to Walgreens Get me a packet of condoms. Tree pack. All right. Quick week, quick afternoon. And this is the, like 10 o'clock in the morning. Go get me a packet of condoms. Bring it over and leave it on the back porch. Please. And that was, and that was it. And, I, and, and so off he goes and he goes out and he gets, he walked in and he had to like triple pleasure. He got, it was triple pleasure. For who? I don't understand condoms like that, like ribbed for her pleasure, done like because there's bumps on it, little tiny bumps on it, right? Um, all right, could get just whatever, triple triple pleasure. So I don't know, I don't know what that looks like. And he went and he got like, but how fucking lazy are we now? That this is what we're doing. That that like. This is my point with technology, right? And I, I used to do a joke about this, but how technology is making us fucking weak and lazy. It's supposed to help us with things like, like I use mine for MapQuest, for for MapQuest, for Waze, Maps. I drive all over the country doing shows. I get lost. I put an address. Hey, go over here. No problem. I think the technology is now a bad thing to certain degrees. I need condoms. Call somebody else to go get them for you. Go get them for me, please, because I don't want to get up. Now I get it, right? You could be maybe with this girl uh, in your house and you're banging away, you're doing stuff, and then you go, I don't have any, and you go, shit, I need it. And maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe it was a guy who had a girl captured and she was tied up in the basement and he was like, all right, well, I don't want to leave any evidence here, so I better get condoms. But he just didn't trust. He didn't want to leave her alone in case she got away. So he probably just door dashed. And he said, look, can you go get me condoms so I could... Possible, right? So people are going out now and they just don't even want to get go out and get your own food anymore. Like, we're just getting too fucking lazy, people. We're getting too lazy to the point where it's, it's dangerous. Technology is... I'll give a quick example. I'll wrap up. Stop and shop supermarket on Long Island. I know stop and shops that have them in Connecticut too, New Jersey, uh, Massachusetts. I don't know. Not every state has a, a stop and shop. If for those of you listening overseas, it's like a Tesco. 
right? It's like a Tesco. And they have a thing called, I think, Marvin the Robot. Marvin the Robot. Now, here's our technology supposed to help us, right? So what Marvin does is he goes up and down the aisles of the supermarkets. Like it's a tall robot about that, that much taller than me, right? And it's got googly eyes and a smile. Like, so it's not intimidating, right? It's not intimidating. And it's got googly eyes and a smile. And what he does is it just goes up every aisle and it will find a spillage, like, right? A spillage will come, will fall. Like if you're a lazy fucker and you go and you, you knock ragu off the shelf and it smashes and you just go, fucking, it wasn't me, I'm getting out of here, right? So let's, <laughs> you do that. You knock over the ragu and you just fuck off, leaving for someone else to slip and break their neck. But then what Marvin will do, or Merv, I don't know his name. I should look it up another time. He will go over, stop over the ragu thing, call back the customer service, and then and the customer service will go like, yeah, spillage, aisle five, spillage, aisle five. And then some guy will come running up with a mop and clean it. I remember I used to work in a supermarket, you know, and... Someone would find it and you showed the, you showed the yellow cone and you, you you put the yellow cone down and then you mopped it up, whatever you did. If it was ragu, you probably scoop it up with the cardboard and the glass and the, and the sauce and everything. Um, but this is why machines, we're now working for them because of fucking, this is why I know we're working for them. It's like it used to be like they do what we tell them to do. Now, Marvin finds the spillage, stands over and goes, get me a fucking human over here now. Get me... Get me someone, please. What's going on? There's some ragu. Cause wouldn't you think the robot would go over it and then the robot would have some scooper underneath it, scooper upper, and he would scoop up the ragu, clean it, and then he would just fuck off. Now, Marvin stands over it, googly eyes, big smile. He's like, can I have a human here, please? Can I get a human? Human runs over. Yes, Marvin. Marvin's like, clean up this fucking mess. We're now working for machines. We're working for the machines now. And it starts and stop and shop. What's next? What's fucking next? Technology is supposed to be good. It is in some ways. It is in some ways. But now Marvin is telling the humans to clean up. Although, I mean, I do like it because it's a human's mess too, right? So let's be honest with you. Like if you make a mess, you should fucking clean it up. So maybe I'm back on the side. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I will leave it on that. Uh, this was be my first episode with this um, technology with the camera so uh anyway so i'm gonna be on youtube i it'll come up a little bit earlier now so if you want to see or hear the episodes earlier go to my youtube because they go up once i record them and then the other episodes the audio version does go out on monday so anyway i hope you're well i hope you're safe um thanks so much for listening thanks for liking subscribing sharing uh, so subscribe to my podcast subscribe to my YouTube channel I don't want to be on those like smash that subscribe button like those annoying YouTube people I won't be one of them uh, we get closer to the holidays be careful out there uh, things are getting crazy people are getting busier out there so as usual wash your hands and take care of yourselves thanks good luck to you good luck to you